The Dream 3 Podcast, episode number 46. It's been about a month, but we're back and we're excited because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's get into it. We're pumped to be back, man. It's been over a month. Excited to get back on the pod. Um, talk some you stuff. You were on vacation. Vacation, vacation, work, children, the whole shebang bang Life gets in the way of the podcast sometimes, but it's glad to be back and glad to keep talking about some things. We got all right, listeners. You hear that? Don't have kids, they don't take have your life kids. away. They're expensive, <laughs> they scream. Luckily, mine is asleep right now, so we'll see how long that lasts. But we got a lot to talk about. We're back, man. I don't know where you want to start, but you could throw a dart it's, anywhere. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long time. I can't even remember the last time we talked. Probably like week four or five of the NFL season, so it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think since we last talked, NBA, NHL started. Is that right? Yep. I don't think they've been going that long. So um, I think we're in the time where, well, I mean, the Astros won the World Series. I don't really care. I hate baseball. The Astros suck. They're a bunch of cheaters. They'll always be a bunch of cheaters, so I I really don't care. I'll be honest. The only reason why I even knew that the World Series was going on was the uh, Mattress Mac uh, bet, the $75 yes. million. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's – I find it hard to gamble a dollar on – NFL games, so oh, I, I can't imagine putting money out like that. We can get into that because your boy has had some rough times over these last couple weeks, sports betting, <laughs> especially big-time parlays. We can get into that. Yeah, yeah. But um, NHL, NBA are back. Um, honestly, I think football still drives the market, um, but it's nice to see some – some other games going on. I watch my, I watch, I watch hockey every night. You yeah. know, every time the abs are playing, I watch. Um, but I've been like that for four or five years, especially, especially now when they have that ESPN contract. So you can watch all the NHL games. Yep. Um, it just makes it easier for someone who follows their team. So I've enjoyed that. Um, NBA wise, <clears throat> Steph Curry threw up 47 points last week. I don't know why. People don't real, or I don't know why people think anybody other than the Golden State Warriors are going to win a title. Nobody got better to the point that I think they're going to beat the Golden State Warriors. Plus, Golden State has all their players back who weren't healthy last year, and they're getting better. So, I, I, I just until until someone comes up and just starts playing much better, you know, maybe the Bucks. Definitely not the Lakers. Woof. That's that's and, a trash drown. And definitely know, not you know, and Brooklyn has turned into a complete dumpster fire. Yeah, Kyrie, I mean, he's I, I think there was a in a couple of ESPN shows where they talked about every team that Kyrie's been to over the last six years has turned into an absolute just tank. It just tanked at the end of the year. And yeah. it's not gonna be anything else this year. I mean, he's already starting to do the same thing that he's done in years past. So uh, Brooklyn's trash. Um, it's it's going to be Milwaukee. It's going to be Golden State. The NBA. I feel like the NBA is just boring now. Is it me or is it just like 
there's nothing that drives the market. There's nothing that that's helping the NBA. Like it's all controversy. That's what's that's the only thing keeping the NBA in the news. Yeah, I, I agree. I think okay, cool. Like at least from like um, talking with Alex and and Justin, like they're very big on SGA and watching Shy play. Mm-hmm. Um, but when is he going to play some meaningful games? When are they going to make the playoffs? Stuff like that. Zion's back, cool, but everybody's honestly just waiting on the edge of their their couch seat, their couch cushions, just waiting for him to get injured again. So yep. I I don't know. It's NFL season. You and me are both NFL guys. So I'll tell you what I am watching uh, early in the mornings now that I'm really into is uh, Premier League soccer. Like <clears throat> I, I'm enjoying getting up and, and watching per, Premier League soccer on Sundays. How much have you paid attention to Holland? Have Dude, you watched any a, of his game? He's a monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dude, I think so last time. He's had the same amount. He's had, is it the same amount or tied Cristiano Ronaldo's hat trick record in the first like 12 games he played or the first like six games? And uh, I, I think R- you're right. Ronaldo was like 180 games. Yeah, yeah, as many as Ronaldo had in all his time in EPL, and it's just, already... it's it's crazy to see how far like Man U has fallen. <laughs> like they are absolute dog water now. Um, They're awful. But ju- just to watch that, and you know, we've talked a lot this year about World Cup soccer. Um, I'll tell you that a lot of my collection is starting to become soccer. Um, I'm not super deep into it, but I enjoy getting these, you know, the, these no-name cards and or finding these these two three dollar deals and grading them, and then somehow they turn out to be worth seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of interesting to follow a different sport. I'm not into it like Josh is. Like I'm not super balls deep into it, but it's fun. And especially with SGC prices going down and, and three-day turnarounds thanks to slap stocks. Um that's I think that that's fun and kind of where my game plan is at. Yeah. Now leading into this, just because we've kind of you've already kind of pushed that that sector, World Cup, right? Have you put any money into USA players for the World Cup? Uh well, I did at the beginning of the year. Um not not huge amounts of money. I think I have. Or Josh. Josh, yes. Especially, I believe, Pedro, who didn't make the team. Pepe? Ricardo Pepe? Pepe. Yeah, Ricardo Pepe didn't make the team. Yeah, I, um, I saw some posts from Josh, and I haven't had a chance to text him yet, but I would imagine he is pretty pissed off. He has, and, actually. Let me, read a te- let me read a text that he sent me today. <clears throat> um so no Pepe, uh, no uh, P Funk for USA. So and no Zach Steffen. And yeah, well, the only person that I was—I don't even say invested in—but the only person that I really have cards of is uh, Pulisic. And it's yeah, not like it's Captain America. So. Yeah, and it's not like I'm deep in Pulisic. It's like two, three cards that are, you know couple hundred bucks each it's not like they're they're super killers but captain america you think if usa does anything or he hits you know he he gets a couple goals you would think the noise moves everything up 
I I would agree. I think soccer and it's in its state of the market now is it's very much relevant and it will be relevant once the World Cup comes. Um, it's it's not a great time in the market for a World Cup to be because usually it's in the summer, which actually probably would be better off um, for soccer specifically mm-hmm. in that sector. But um, I mean, there's there's still some interesting World Cup plays, I think, now that I didn't anticipate happening or not happen or happening or things that have just kind of fallen off like the Pepe. I know a lot of people and what I've talked over the, the, the summer and the spring, a lot of people were kind of buying Pepe thinking, okay, maybe he gets a chance to prove himself in the world cup. And he didn't get, he gets snubbed out of that. The big one that got announced, I believe it was earlier today, Makoku for Germany got selected to the German team. Yeah. And Timo Werner did not because no, of injury. Yeah. So that puts Makoku in a, a prime position at 17 years old to potentially make a name for himself like we saw Mbappe did, you know, four years ago at the 2018 World Cup. And he's well, scoring goals in his league right now. It's not like he's just some, you know, run-of-the-mill guy. Like, he's getting, you know, shots on goal and making them. Yeah, yeah, he's putting – He's putting numbers up, and I—that's—that's I, that's the big thing. And I think um, from the aspect of soccer, I mean, there's not a lot of scoring. So when you do score a lot, and you are the pure the the prime scorer of your team, you're going to get a lot of the looks. And I anticipate that's probably going to be him for Germany. Um, they'll also have Kai Havertz, so I think those two working together will will feel some fire for each other. Yeah, uh, yeah. Moving forward. Um, looking at Brazil's national team, I think they got a lot of talent up front. Um, just l- literally just looking up and down and kind of seeing what, what it looks like. On top of that, um, France. Let's talk about Mbappe. That's going to be tough. France is Pogba's, riddled injuries. Yeah, Pogba's not playing. Um, and Conte's not playing. Angola Conte's not playing because of injury. I think they have a couple of their defenders not playing because of injury as well. So Mbappe could, I mean, it could be a sell before the World Cup just because you don't know what's going to happen to those guys. Are we asleep? No, we just woke up. You can be on the podcast too. That's right. Welcome. Wesley's Whoa. first podcast. Welcome, Wesley. Look, that's you. <clears throat> you see your big old chunky face? Oh, no. Oh, you're fine. Look. Look. Boo. Hey, I'm just as ugly. Don't worry about me. You're the cute one here. Yeah. See? You see yourself. Say hi, Neil. Say hi. <laughs> Boo. Say hi. Um, yeah, from a World Cup, I don't know if you heard or heard what I was talking about. Yeah, uh, it, it could be a sell on on Mbappe right now, just because that France team doesn't look very good. Um, so we'll I see. think so. I think so. I think you got to dump Mbappe like ten days before the World Cup just to break even. Yeah, I, that that the game. I don't. I forget who's in all in their group, but I think right around maybe. 
England, when England plays USA, that's going to be a big one for the American market. And the American market really kind of drives, I guess, soccer as a whole just because of cards in America. But um, that'll be a big game. If you can get it around there, try and sell off. Maybe that's the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> Thank you. Jeez. From that aspect, World Cup could get interesting. I'm excited at least to, to watch something different. So. We'll see how the World Cup goes. Yeah, I'm excited, and I got I got a bunch of stuff of. Um, I haven't picked up any of the new World Cup stuff yet, um, but I got a lot of you know just random things that I've bought in over time. That you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, be fun. But right. I do I do have I have one Mukoku that is I have right now is. Set at fifteen grand. If he makes a big run, boy, you, you could see, you could see some movement there. Um, I'm sure Josh game. has tied up plenty in Makoku, and he's seen. Mukoku Actually, no, fits. he's not. I'm the Makoku guy. That's my number. That is my uh, my soccer um, go to. I'm trying to get all the Makoku I have. Um, the card that I have, he actually passed on at the. Uh, Indiana trade show. Midwest Monster? No, it wasn't at the Monster. It was at the one on the south side. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. In, in the in the hotel. So yeah. I texted, as soon as he was leaving, I texted him about it. He goes, yeah, yeah, I saw it. And it's a rookie Makoku top stadium chrome uh, gold out of 10. Um, the guy didn't really give me a deal on it. I bought it for what he wanted. But then I sent it to grade, and it's a SGC 10. Oh, so, that's big. That's big. Yep, that's uh, tens. Tens do not hurt. They do not hurt. Um, yeah, I might even I might have to buy some Makoku and just kind of see where that goes. Yeah, I think he's just got. Keep you can get some. You can get some Chrome uh, PSA tens still in the hundreds right now. Um, but I think you know as as we get closer and if he gets a little bit of coverage, they're going to go through the roof. He's going to be the Mbappe. A lot of people like Germany. Germany is usually a team that's going to make it to the quarters or the semifinals. They're usually like a top eight, top four team. So from that aspect, they're usually pretty sound technically. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it that far and he gets a little steam going. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I might, I might have to, I might have to get some Makoku. <laughs> Did a little soccer before, but I don't know. Thinking about it. All right, NFL. Your Colts suck. My Rams suck worse. Um, Stafford's in concussion protocol. You fired your head coach and you hired your former Hall of Fame center with no as, coaching experience. With no coaching experience as your head coach and an OC who's who is who was an assistant to the head coach three years ago and who has never called plays. Yeah, because there's he, nobody. The only place he's ever called is in Madden 2022. There's nobody uh, on the active roster, or coaching roster, who has ever called plays in an NFL game. Well, that sucks for you guys. I still think you guys win against the Raiders on Sunday. I think so. I think the Raiders are pretty trash. We get Jonathan Taylor back. Matt Ryan practiced this week, even though Sam's the quarterback. You know, Sam gives you a better. You know, he's not. A veteran, but he gives you that RPO action. If that's the he gives type. you versatility, not that's, necessarily 
productivity. Yeah, if that's the type of playbook that you want to run, you put Sam in there. Um, you know, I can understand the benching of Matt Ryan, the amount of fumbles he's had this year, the amount of takeaways. Some of it's his fault. Some of it is that trash-ass O-line that's giving up nine sacks a game hey, or whatever. you know what? I, I don't want to hear about the O-line because we struggle with the same thing. Okay. So – yeah, but your O line also isn't making forty one and a half million dollars. They're making you're, that okay. They're not making forty one and a half million dollars, but they're making pretty close to that. And no. they're all injured. Quint, so uh, I put the I put the blame on the organization as a whole. Um, That's fair. I think now Ursay's getting getting involved. Where in the past he's kind of let everybody do their things. Now he's going to turn into a Jerry Jones esque. I think. Chris Ballard has been a cheap ass his entire, you know, stay. Um, perfect case in point. He let uh, defensive tackle for the now Titans, uh, D'Amico Autry, walk over a couple hundred thousand dollars. Um, and now D'Amico Autry has like six sacks against the Colts this year and has basically slapped up Quentin Nelson like nobody's business. Um, we've completely ignored the left tackle situation. Um, Eric Fisher, we knew was hurt, was not going to be the same guy he was at, you know, he got drafted in 2014. Um, Matt Pryor. I don't know where this guy comes from, where he played football. He should not be in the NFL, let alone, you know, Mr. Nealon couldn't be blocked by him. Like it's terrible. Um, I mean, the quarterback situation, you know, pull the Band-Aid off. We're going to be screwed no matter what. I say we tank the rest of the season, get a real quarterback out of the draft, and then, you know, start fighting your way back up. I don't think Bryce Young is the quarterback that everyone thinks he is. I think there's an injury. I don't think so either. I think there's an injury issue there once he gets to the, to the NFL. Um, don't take C.J. Stroud. Do not take C.J. Stroud. I don't see, don't I don't see C.J. Stroud. Stroud or C.J. Stroud either. I like the uh, the quarterback from Kentucky. Will Levis. Will Levis, yes. Yeah, I think there's. I think he brings kind of this, the ability to push the ball, to make the throws. You can correct some of the decision making, um, if if he chooses to grow up. But I, I think there's potential there. There's there is potential there. Um, but we got to tank, been, boys. Let's tank. If you're gonna tank, tank now because it's it's not looking bleak. Um, but man, John. I mean, Jonathan Taylor just needs to give me some fantasy points. That's all I can well, say. Well, the the problem is, is you know, I know I should have known this, and I thought about it before the season start. Like, you're always you're always down for an injury your second year. It always happens. Always happens. And I should have saw it coming, and I didn't. And it's just it's biting you in the butt. Yeah, I drafted him first overall, which was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, well, your Colts suck, mm-hmm. but there's could be better days ahead of you. Right now, the Rams can't run the ball. We have no O line. Our quarterbacks in concussion protocol. We have Cooper Cup, and uh, unless Cooper Cup starts running the ball, throwing the ball to himself. I don't see us winning much more games. Defensively, we're fine, but man, our offense is absolutely atrocious. 
absolutely drop. It's just, just bad, just bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Um, I'm, the nickname going around the league is, uh, Sam Gofford. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, at this point, give, give, bring back Jared Goff. Well, I mean, cause Stafford just, I don't know what is in his brain right now. He's like reverting back to his old Detroit Lions Stafford days, but it is what it is. Um, Let's do let's let's talk about this NFL surprises. Okay, Seahawks were they six and two? Yeah, Seahawks yeah. or six and three? Seahawks or Seahawks are six and three? The Giants are six and two. The Jets. Yep. The, the Jets are six and three. The Vikings are seven and one. You have the Eagles at eight zero, which I did not expect that. I hell, I had Jalen Hurts out the wazoo, and I told you about. It. I had Jalen Hurts yep. out the wazoo before, and sold it, and I sold them right before, right around the season, because I knew they would do well, and they have just taken off, absolutely taken off, and I believe he's the MVP front runner, right? Yep. And then Mahomes is second, but here's something, so. As the playoffs stand today, right? Here's what the NFC looks like, okay? You have the Eagles at the top. You have the Vikings at two, okay? The Seahawks are at three. And then um, who's at four? Who am I missing? Oh, the Buccaneers are at four. Bucks, yeah. Bucks are at four. You have then the Dallas, or you have then the Dallas Cowboys at five, Giants at six. And at the seven, you have the San Francisco 49ers. If I'm looking at this from the Buccaneers' perspective, they have played terribly so far. And still are in a pretty good spot. But first matchup, they play at home. They would play against, what is it, Geno Smith? or or, Or not Geno Smith. They would be playing against Danny Dimes. I'll take that matchup all day. Yeah. So he moves on to the second round. Let's say the Niners at the seven seed end up beating the two seed Vikings, right? Kirk yep. Cousins versus Jimmy Garoppolo in primetime. I see Garoppolo winning out. So now you have Garoppolo playing against the Eagles. You have the Bucks probably playing against Geno Smith in the second round. Brady against Geno Smith. Chalk me up for, for Brady again. Yeah. Then in the then in the conference final game, as it stands today, it would probably end up being Jimmy Garoppolo versus Brady. Who are you taking in that? <laughs> I'll take Brady all day. So you're telling me at four and five, and they've played like absolute crap. You're prop the the Bucks basically are. I mean, they have to go through Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, and Jimmy Garoppolo to get to a Super Bowl. It, that, that's is right Tom, up. That's right up Tom Brady's alley. Is is Tom Brady a buy right now? Like, <laughs> like it. It seems too easy. We've seen this year in and year out. Where you, it's just like the road for Tom Brady to another Super Bowl. It's right there. It's right in front of him. It's too easy for him. It's laid up. It is laid up. Good thing I'm holding some nice Brady's. That might be something I might pick up on. Well, this Friday or this Saturday, UFC. 
We have Izzy versus Alex Pereira. His is what? What would you call him? The uh, the Kryptonite. Kryptonite. And what are we? You know, in kickboxing. Cool. Yes. Here's the problem. We're fighting MMA. I hope you enjoy getting freaking taken down. Yes. It, I'm all for Izzy trying to win. I just. I don't know what Alex can, other than the kickboxing and stand-up game, can challenge Izzy. Does he have anything to remotely of a clinch game or a ground game to be able to work and beat Adesanya? No. Uh, so I have two predictions. I have Adesanya by unanimous, unanimous decision or Adesanya by TKO in round three. Why? Ground and I, pound? TKO? Yeah, I think he clips him, goes to the ground. I don't think he's got the power to just straight up sleep him, but I think he can clip him, take it to the ground, and then finish it from there. Because, um, you know, Pereira's a big dude. He's 6'4", 6'4", he's the exact same weight. Yeah, I mean... They're, they're the exact they're, same guys. Yeah, they're exact same guys, but um, he looks a little thicker than... Yes, Izzy. I would agree. Um, but stylistically for MMA... Pereira's only had seven MMA fights. Mm -hmm. um, it's a different ball game. Experience. Than, it's a different ball game than kickboxing because kickboxing, it's uh, is it two minute rounds or or is it three? And basically, it's stand and trade. It's not a lot of movement because one thing that you can do in MMA with five five minute rounds is lull your partner to sleep. Like Izzy can do nothing for the first two rounds. And then when he wants to turn it up, he the game plan might be getting Pereira just to chase him, just to get bored and just frustrate him, wait for him to do something stupid. So that's a possibility where in kickboxing, it's all based on aggression and standing there and trading. And and I think what we've seen in the last few fights from Adesanya is he's he's developed the mental side of his game mm. more so than the physical side of the game. Sticking to your tactics, sticking to your game plan, strategically being able to beat your opponent at their weaknesses. Now he's drug it out to five minutes or five rounds and won unanimous decisions, basically just beating the crap out of his opponents. But he's He's, he's becoming the artist. He's becoming an artist, not necessarily the the knockout specialist. He's not the he's not the finisher Anderson Silva was, but he has the same style. Yes, yes. I I think if I were to compare stylistically, he's got better stand up than GSP, but I think he fights a more technical game like GSP. GSP will pick you apart, and then take you to five rounds because yeah. he's got the conditioning too. And I think that's kind of what Adesanya is learning not to take the punches, but to, to grind out your opponent. And it's smart. It's the way you're supposed to, it's, it's, it's the maturation of UFC and the yeah. MMA. Um, so I, I think right now, Izzy is a 215 or 230 favorite. Uh, Pereira is like 168. I have Izzy on my first bet. Um, so that let's play devil's advocate here. How does Izzy get beat? Luck, just like Anderson, he plays and gets caught. 
I mean, that can happen. It's MMA. It's one punch. That's exactly. All. One punch. You one know, kick. Anderson. You know, plays around. Played around with Chris Weidman. Got decked with left hook. Man, if Anderson wouldn't have dicked around and just beat the crap out of my well, speaking wife. of the, he did the exact same thing fighting jake paul he screwed around for three rounds when it's boxing and if you just come forward and throw punches dude wins the fight do you think he overall do you think it should have been who, who controlled that fight more controlling it i would say anderson but aggressiveness you would say jake because, like I said, you know, two and a half rounds of Anderson, it was him dropping his hands, putting his, you know, his chin forward and be like, hey, come on, come on, come on. When, dude, just just come forward. You're Even if you just tap him to the body over and over and over, in the judges' minds, whether, you know, it's still boxing, so it could be corrupt one way or another, aggressiveness wins always. It doesn't matter what sport. Yeah, I, I felt like... And may I may be biased on this, but I felt like Anderson truly controlled the fight the way he wanted it to go. Now, obviously, you get caught right at the end of yeah. the last round. That changes a little bit in the in the scorecards. But unanimous decision decision for Jake Paul. I don't necessarily I don't agree with it. I think it, if anything, it's a split decision because I think it was close. Um, it was. I had Anderson down two rounds going into the final round. Yeah, I, I, I think you could have called it either way, but I, I, I think it was closer than a split decision. But you know, boxing is boxing, so you could have won. You could have won all the rounds, but for some reason, uh, judges think the other way. Uh, let's go to the co-main event of uh, UFC this weekend. I believe it's Wei Ling versus Carlos Esparza. That's going to be a bloody beatdown mess. Carlos Esparza has. No chance. Uh, I would agree. Um, Whaley's got, I think, way more talent. I think Man. Carla, power. since the beginning, yeah, yeah, power too. But I think from the beginning, Carla Spars, even from her time where she, uh, wasn't she in the Tough Series? Yeah, yeah. I think When she, she won that Tough Series, it was basically all on her ability to get to the ground and finesse on the ground not because she could actually throw and and fight yeah so i i think it's kind of a mismatch definitely a mismatch uh frankie Wait. edgar's on the card frankie edgar's gonna get knocked out into retirement again yes he will um just like uh Cerrone did it's Sometimes you just got to say goodbye. Um, Dan Hooker. So Dan Hooker's fighting on the card. That's a tough, it's a tough bet for me because I'm trying to make a parlay through the entire uh, card. The problem is Dan Hooker is one in five in his last six. So who's, who's his only win against though? I'd have to look to see who it was, but he's been in some freaking wars. The problem is, is do I chest his chin? Even he's fighting a guy who I think is thirteen and two or twelve and two or something like that. Um, that is, you know, not terrible, but yeah. is it somebody who I really, really want to throw some money down on? So that fight and then the Michael Chandler fight, I'm kind of like, man, Michael Chandler. I think he's still got something in the tank, though. I think so. Both of those guys, 
Chandler and Poirier have both been dropped in all their fights. Yeah. But it, I mean, who was Michael's last fight? Who was Chandler's last fight? Uh, 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 uh. He's one. Is he 145? It wasn't Tony, was it? No. I don't think it was Tony. I can't remember. It was yeah, May May seventh. He fought Tony. Hmm. That was the the super kick to the face. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. It's always tough those last three fights. So like the t- the main and the co-main are sometimes easy, but. Sometimes it's those the, the middle, yeah. The middle fights are really, really the middle hard fights are the ones that you're just you don't know. <laughs> Except for Frankie Edgar, you know Frankie Edgar's. Yeah, tool. he's going to sleep. Dude is yeah. That uh, Sam he's taking Hagen. a nap. He's bringing a pillow with him. That he's Sam Hagen fight was you know the end of the man's career. He should not be fighting anymore. So agreed. Um, last thing, state of the hobby, state of the market. There's been some talk and i don't know if you've noticed this about the market just being down and negativity across the market Um, whether it's backyard breaks whether it's people are losing money things are getting pumped and dumped uh market manipulation everything seems economy is going down i will say this and I, i i forgot to bring home my my stats that i was going through today but when you look at the the, the period of the last two years of the of the card market, there's 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 consistent ups and downs. And it usually has to do with either sports seasons, different events mm-hmm. in sports seasons, or the time of the year. Um, generally during the NFL draft, there's a lot of trades going on. So that that tends to boost some of the market. And you can see that if you look at the car ladder, go through the CL50 index, you look at that, you look at ultra modern, you look at vintage, all this stuff, you see kind of the same trends. Um, and it's across all sports as well. You see these these initial bumps and these these little spikes and little little highs. And then during the summer, it'll dip down a little bit low and then it'll heat back up as it gets to the fall and football starts again. And then now we're in this time frame where it seems like everything's just going down, and I think people need to kind of pump the brakes and maybe try to not think about, oh, the market's down, the market's down, it's going to crash, it's going to fall. Maybe you should start thinking about, okay, what what is this hot? What 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 is cards to begin with? It was a hobby, okay. Before the COVID boom, before the card market boom, it was a hobby. It's it was always a hobby. Maybe we should get back to treating it that way. Stop worrying about, okay, the market's going to go down and the market's going to go up or we need to buy here and buy there. Maybe just enjoy the ride for what it is because we have a market where we have these tangible things that we can cling to and look at and enjoy. Something that brings us, you know, relationships to players or coaches or um, the game itself, the games that we love, the sports that we love. Maybe we should understand that this hobby is a hobby for a reason, and we should enjoy that. Is that Miss Rachel in the background? 
Yes. Yes, it is. Um, Miss Rachel is a uh, lifesaver for babies. Welcome to fatherhood, right? <laughs> Never thought those overalls would save you so much time and effort. Uh-huh. But they are a lifesaver. Um, but yes, so the market is down. But I will say, just like you can see over the past two years, it's going to go down before the holidays. It's going to pick back up around the new the new year new 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 you're going to see new years new tax year for a lot of a lot of businesses new buying for people who use this as their form of income um you're also going to see people start to get put in their taxes get tax returns things like that it'll pick back up in the spring it usually does um but maybe this is your time where even if you pull back a little money or you can invest a little more money uh enjoy the hobby for what it is and collect collect the things that you enjoy and and the things that you believe in if you if you choose to invest that way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So i think there's too much negativity definitely needs to be more positivity out there um, i mean i understand look forward to in the hobby i understand a lot of the negativity part and i watch a lot of uh sports card radio and they do a good job of calling out guys in the hobby that are you know pretty shady we got a lot of stuff going on that mm -hmm doesn't seem right you know the big thing was the backyard breaks um how are they hitting all these top tier cards um there's the 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 repacks of the 86 87 fleer jordans um where they're frankenstein packs and like the box that was pulled at the nationals like there's a sequence of cards like people have done this long enough that you know the sequence of cards and then you break down the video of the one at the nationals and it's, you can tell that the packs have been repacked. Um, like they were watching a, uh, they were live streaming last night, watching a box break with, uh, I want to say it was DA sports cards who did a 86, 87 Fleer pull with spud web there. They pulled three Jordans. The first pack of the whole box had a spud web in it. And the final pack, of the box had a spud web in it. And these are all um, boxes that come from um, baseball card exchange or that have been certified by baseball card exchange who infamously did the, uh, the Logan Paul fake Pokemon box. You here's, know, there's, here's, here's another thing just to add to that. Baseball card exchange also is the one who certifies the packs that PSA grades. Mm -hmm. So there's, but they there's also have a, they have a thing that. where let's say there's a pack that's damaged or something like that. They take the pack out and then pull one from another box or Frankenstein put one together or make the box with one less pack. So how, how does that, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's the hobby from when it was, when we, when we got back into the hobby a couple years ago to where it is now, yeah, 1819 is a completely different monster. Than it's it night and day. Uh, it, it's so much, you know, it's all about the dollar. It's all about the greed. Like I'm doing an Instagram deal right now. And it's like, why do we have to cut each other's legs so hard on cards and to make a deal? Like if I'm paying, if I straight up tell you what I bought the card for, like a hundred bucks and you offer me 40, and we're off eBay. We're off anything else. Like, 
I don't care what comps are. Like, can we work a a real deal? Yeah. No, I, I, and part of that is, um, and, and, and there's some other podcasts who have talked about this and other people around the hobby has talked about, there's market manipulation in these comps too. Um, people who, who kind of bolster up the, the market with, um, these inflated auction prices or auction sales, um, because they don't want, they don't want their stuff to, to go down Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they're trying to keep it afloat. And it's rough. It's rough because it's it's you're artificially inflating, inflating. You know what truly is the market, and and I'll even go to say even on the opposite side of things. You know there may not be a sale on a card in four months since June, but it's a very rare card. So it's no, it's not going to be worth the same if we're talking about Jalen Hurts. You know if it's the, if Jalen Hurts, you know RPA to five, flawless RPA to five came out and it's on sale this week, it's not going to be the same as what it was in June. So if it's, and the same goes for, you know, things that are just super ultra rare that you don't see every day. Yep. It's, it's very much a, a market where it's become very volatile, not in, not only in the sports cards themselves, but in the people. It's all about how how can I how can I get it for the cheapest amount of price and undercut people so that way I can make a dollar make a profit off you. for sure. And and the more you do that, the more you undercut and undercut each other. You're driving the markets down. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. therefore, this I mean, there's there's reason why the market kind of dips in that aspect. Um, plus, it doesn't help when auction houses who are making money off of you are selling the same cards every week or every other week. If you if you if there's too much supply out there and there's not enough demand, that's what you're gonna see. You're gonna see. Look at the look at the '86 Jordan. Yeah. Look yeah. what I mean. We were buying that car for eight hundred thousand dollars in a PSA ten, what two years ago, and now you can get it for a hundred and thirty. Yep. Yeah, and it's because there's been one for sale for every past, week, every other week two. for the past two years. Real quick, shout out to my friends at Leaf uh, Leaf Trading Cards. I just won four Tyson twenty twenty one Leaf Pro Set Tyson Fury one hundred one. What are they called? The the pre productions. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So I got a Tyson Tyson Fury Gold Wave, a Tyson Fury uh, Prismatic Gold, a Tyson Fury Mojo Black, and a Tyson Fury Crystal Black. Yeah, I'm all in on Tyson Fury. Big dogs. So shout out to my guys at Leaf for great deals there. Nice. So I I think there's I think there's some good that you need to look at in the hobby. And there's there's other people, there's other like if you're looking to make money, there's opportunities to make money in this hobby, mm-hmm. even when the market's down. Um but uh, you know. The, the hobby was a hobby for a reason. It was meant to be about collectors. It wasn't meant yep. to be about making money. Yep. And soon it's going to have the same effect as it did on sneakers in the sneaker market. It's going to be the same thing. So if you want to preserve the hobby and not make it as dry and brittle and, you know, um, corrupted, you know, try and try and preserve the hobby for what it is. Yep, for sure. For sure. So, well, 
good episode. I'll let you get back to taking care of Wesley. Um, I'm going to watch the Avalanche play and probably watch football as well. I'm watching my my parlay bets of the uh, the Thursday night football game just go in the tank because the Carolina Panthers are up ten nothing right before the half. Falcons? Yeah, they're beating the Falcons. Um, Is it at need, home? Is it at Carolina? It's at Carolina. Um, oh I'll tell you, I need Cordell Patterson to have over fifty five yards of rushing. I need Kyle Pitts to have twenty five yards receiving, and Donta Foreman to have fifty yards of rushing. Donta Foreman has zero um so we're off to a good start let's hope and pray for the second half real quick uh before we go um i'm getting my hands in the mma game i am co-promoting um not really a promoter because i'm not licensed so i have somebody that is licensed that is the real promoter josh griggs promoting my first mma event in sullivan indiana uh january 28th uh, there are 20 total fights on it right now, four title fights. Uh, it will be live on pay-per-view. Um, if anybody is out there looking to sponsor us, uh, feel free to shoot me a message, and we can put a deal together that works for you. It's really not that expensive. So, uh, yeah, uh, if you can't check it, be there and live. Uh, we'll put the pay-per-view links up um, and just come support You know these local amateur fighters. I say local. We got guys from Chicago, from Missouri, from Kentucky. Um, two, two of the guys on the main card are the number one ranked fighters in the Midwest. So it's going to be a good time. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, until next time, you know our sponsors. We thank them all the time. We'll be back at it. Who knows? A month or let's, two. Now nah, we'll try to get. We'll try, try to get. Week. We'll try next week. We'll try to get Josh on there. We'll talk a little World Cup soccer how his uh, his card trading stuff is going on because you got to know that he's probably pulling his hair off. For, uh, for Neil and myself, this has been the Dream 3 Podcast. Uh, check us out on Apple, on Google, on Spotify, on YouTube. Until next time, we're out.